Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their upcoming matchups for the next week from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still have a lot of action at Bet Online. I know personally I'm going to be a bit upset that I can't visit any of the actual stadiums in itself for the next couple of months because of COVID, but I will be looking forward to watching games. There's nothing more exciting than watching games while you have money on and hopefully uh, you can make some money here at Bet Online based on the game spreads, team totals, player props, and even coaching props. Bet Online is everything, and they have a ton of options alongside an online casino, so action never stops. So once again, head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barrier Podcast and Believe Podcast Network. Now, I know for the last couple of months, we ended up doing shows on the San Francisco 49ers, talking about previews for every single week that they had a game. Unfortunately, though, the 49ers season officially over. You have the playoffs starting, and the 49ers ended up uh, finishing below 500, mostly because of injuries, but either way, not going to really break down what happened over the course of the season, do a recap show, anything like that, because it's really not worth our time. Just looking at the 49ers, really just comes down to everybody who was a key contributor in the last year's Super, uh, Super Bowl runner-up runner team, got injured, and that, because of that, they ended up not making the playoffs. So other than that, though, figured it's time to switch gears, start talking about the NBA, and we have the Golden State Warriors, who are currently 4-4, four and four, but should be fighting for a potential playoff spot throughout the season. So before we end up covering some of their upcoming matchups, kind of like what we did for baseball, for the Giants and the Athletics, where we talked about some of the upcoming games uh, leading up to the next show, stuff like that. So for that reason, we're going to follow the same script and do that for Golden State. Before we do that, we're going to have a quick recap of what happened with Golden State in their last game, which took place yesterday as they ended up losing to the Clippers 108-101. to uh, Pretty tough game overall. Looking through the box score, uh, Golden State came out extremely flat offensively, scoring just 15 points in the first quarter. They woke up in the second, scoring 36, and then ended up only scoring 50 in the second half which did not get the job done as they ended up losing to the Clippers by seven. But looking at the actual matchup here for uh, the box score, we'll start out with Golden State. Uh, Golden State had had uh, Steph Curry, who was coming off of two fantastic games. He had the 60-plus point game against Portland. Then he also scored 30-plus against Sacramento. Only went for 13 in this game, and he ended up going 5 for 17 from the floor, 1 for 6 from 3. Kind of just comes with the territory here. Unless Steph has a pretty big game, Golden State's going to have some serious problems winning games. And Curry going 5 for 17, mostly being matched up against Pat Bev, alongside with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with some switches. Really did not do much offensively. And Golden State struggled as a result, only scoring 101 points in the process. Now, looking at everyone else, you have Andrew Wiggins, who actually looked really good yesterday, scored 19 points, 8 for 12 from the floor, only had one turnover. So it definitely was impressive. Wiggins looked good, really only the way to put it. Meanwhile, you also have James Wiseman, who's looked like a pretty solid rookie so far this season. He ended up having a pretty efficient game in 18 minutes. He had 10 points and 4 rebounds, 5 for 10 from the floor. So really can't complain too much. Did have 3 turnovers and 3 fouls. So he could still have some stuff. He could still work on some stuff to 
uh, fixes ball security. But as a whole, Wiseman's looked like a pretty solid fit with this offense as a rookie, and he should become a pretty solid big man over the next couple of years. Other than that, though, Draymond Green uh, looked, I'd say, pretty good, I guess. I know that offensively he doesn't really offer you much shooting, but he ended up having four points, six rebounds, six assists, still pretty solid defensively. He only took three shots, though, so it seems like Draymond has embraced his role as being a defensive exclu- a defensive exclusive player where he is just not really shooting the ball much at all. He had four fouls, three turnovers, so not great, but he did have two steals, and he ended up going 0 for 2 from the three-point line. Draymond, he might throw a couple of threes up there because the defense is just disrespecting his range, but for the most part, he's going to be taking five or less shots per game, and you can just expect most of his impact to be on the defensive end. And then you get to... The main concern here in the starting lineup so far this season, Kelly Oubre. Now, Oubre was brought in to provide a bit of offensive firepower, especially after Clay Thompson was announced out for the year. The only issue is that Oubre has been an absolute disaster, and he continues to look worse every single game that he plays. Uh, yesterday, he ended up putting up eight points, five, uh, five rebounds, four fouls, two turnovers, and he went four for 13 from the floor, 0 for 6 from three. He looks absolutely lost offensively right now. And going through his numbers on the season, just to break it down, Uber has played in eight games. He's playing 27 minutes per game. He's averaging 10.5 points per game, shooting 33.7% from the floor, and shooting 14.3% from the three-point line. He has been awful. There's really no other way to put it. He is just so inefficient offensively. And he forces up some really, really bad shots. And it seems like he just doesn't know when to flip the off switch. And he is always in attack mode, always trying to do stuff. And the issue is that his shot is not falling as he's shooting less than 20% from three. He probably stopped shooting six threes a game. Just a thought Just a thought there. Um, I'm not going to assume they're going to bench him at any time. They might. But Oubre's got to get it together. Wiggins, even though he was good yesterday... Has also got to piece it together more consistently. He's been better than Oubre, but Wiggins this season is still shooting only 43.1% from the floor, which is not that great. However, he is also averaging 17.8 points per game, and he's also shooting above 40% from three. So he's been pretty good from behind the arc, but shooting 43.1% from the floor is definitely not good enough for a high-volume shooter like Andrew Wiggins. But he's also averaging a surprising 1.3 blocks per game. So Wiggins has made a bit of a defensive impact, but overall you have Oubre and Wiggins on the floor together. That is not going to work out long term because both those guys are role players or at least you can say starters who are supportive cast type players where Curry, of course, is going to be having the ball in his hands most of the time. Wiggins and Oubre can't keep being in the same lineup because they're both just going to ball hog and take some pretty low percentage shots. So that's kind of an adjustment I expect Kerr to make in the future. I expect a little bit more uh, Pascal moving forward. He was great against the Clippers, played 20 minutes off the bench, ended up having 19 points, and he also went 7 of 14 from the floor. I think Pascal will play more minutes, probably at the 3. I think Oubre might start coming off the bench. The issue you have with Oubre is the fact that he currently has the endless green light in a team where he's probably the third option when it comes to scoring behind Wiggins and Curry. I think Oubre needs to be more of an alpha. That just seems to be his identity. So for that reason, I think that you will see a bit more Oubre off the bench as the season progresses. Probably see a bit more Pascal in the starting lineup, and we'll see how that works out. But now looking at defensively, the Warriors overall were pretty good. 
They only gave up 108 points per game to a clip, 108 points, I should say, to a Clippers team that has been very solid offensively this season. Clippers only shot 44.4% from the floor, only shot 32.4% from the three-point line. However, the game was won at the foul line. Clippers went to the line 25 times. They made all 25 free throws, which is really just impressive. And when you're making all 25 free throws, you tend to win a lot of games. And the Clippers ended up winning that game by seven. So now, sw- switching gears, talking about Golden State over the next week, we'll look at some of the games they have on the calendar. Golden State so far is four and four, tied for fourth with Sacramento in the Pacific. So we'll keep that in mind. This team as a whole, though, is pretty limited. Uh, besides Curry, they really don't have many reliable options offensively. So that will definitely be a problem. But looking at some of the games they have on the schedule, they have a rematch against the Clippers coming up tomorrow uh, that will be taking place in Golden State once again. So looking at that matchup there, I'm going to lean to the Clippers again. Simply put, Clippers are the better team. I don't I know, I don't, I don't know to offend some of the Golden State fans listening to this program, but I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I said when I broke down their title odds and their Western Conference championship odds when Clay got out that both those odds went right out the window. Golden State had no shot. And you can see why. This team is very inconsistent defensively, and they're also very overly reliant on Curry offensively. This team really is just flawed, and I think that against a good all-around team like the Clippers, they're going to struggle. So for me, I'm not a fan of this Warriors team right now. I think Oubre needs to play less minutes. I think Pascal should be playing more. But I think that this team it's, can still make some adjustments, can still fight for maybe an 8 seed in the Western Conference or a 7 seed. But I really don't think this Warriors team is this is that good. And I think that if you look at how they did against Portland and Sacramento, who are two teams that have not looked that sharp so far this season, really not great. Uh, you had Curry go nuts against Portland. Uh, Curry also had 30 the game after. Sacramento just didn't show up defensively. But the issue I have with Golden State... They played against the Bulls, the Pistons, the Trailblazers, and the Kings. Those are their four wins. All those teams are not that great. Meanwhile, their losses played against Brooklyn, played against Milwaukee, lost to Portland as well, and ended up playing against the Clippers. I mean, you take the Portland game out where they chopped the series. They've lost against three playoff teams, three potential title contenders, Clippers and Bucks uh, being, I'd say, fringe title contenders because... I just don't think that they will win the title, but you know what I mean? They're still going to be within the top three in their respective conferences, and they haven't been close in pretty much any of those games. The Clippers game was close, but they ended up unraveling a little bit over the last few minutes, and you have the Nets and Bucks games where they lost by 26-plus. So Golden State's beating up on bad teams, haven't performed well against good teams, and I think they will struggle against the Clippers once again on Friday. I just think that they don't have many answers for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think defensively, even though Pat Bev might be a little bit of a dirty player, he still is extremely physical with Steph, and I got to give him props for holding Steph to just 13 points. So I think that if the Clippers can stick to their game plan of limiting Steph offensively, I think that Golden State will have a lot of problems on Friday, and I think for that reason the Clippers will win that game. Now looking at the Sunday matchup here, you have Golden State against Toronto. Now Toronto has been one of the biggest surprises so far this season, and for all the wrong reasons, Toronto, of course, you had the title-winning team. Then you had the team that ended up giving the Celtics a serious run, lost in seven last year. They're one in six. Toronto has looked absolutely awful this season, 
And you have to start wondering what the deal is with the Raptors and when it's going to be too late to overcome. Toronto, of course, has the distraction of not actually playing their home games in Toronto. They're playing in Tampa Bay. But Toronto's 0-4 on the road, so I can't even use that as an, as an excuse. Toronto has just been a really just bad team. It's mostly based on their offense. You have Pascal, Siakam, and Kyle Lowry, and Fred Van Vliet is your big three. Which, don't get me wrong, is a decent defensive big three. But scoring the basketball, this team's only averaging 107.3 points per game. This team simply just can't put the ball in the basket. I think that is a problem. Now, of course, Toronto still has some solid defense that hasn't been as good as it was in recent years. As they're giving up 112 points per game. Still the significantly better defensive unit in comparison to Golden State. Toronto's giving up 112 points per game. Golden State's giving up 119.5. Toronto, once again, all this stuff is based on uh, Thursday, so keep that in mind. They're 1-6. They've lost each of the last three games, giving up at least 120 games, uh, 120 points in the process. Uh, for this matchup here, uh, I'm going to lean to Golden State. Not thrilled by it, but Toronto's got to show me something because right now they're showing me absolutely nothing. I lean to the over in this game. I don't know what the line's going to be, but I lean to the over because Toronto right now defensively looks lost. Golden State's been lost defensively all year long, giving up around 120 points per game. I think this game can be pretty high scoring. Both teams should get into the 115s, 120s. I think this game could turn into a track meet. So for that reason, I'll lean to the over and a slight lean to Golden State because I simply just cannot trust this Raptors team at all. And now looking at the last game we're going to be talking about for the, uh, I'd say, week preview, uh, you have the Tuesday game between the Warriors and Indiana. Uh, it's going to be all in Oracle so, or in, um, in Golden State. So overall... Golden State might look pretty sharp over the next couple of days just because of the fact that they have a familiar surrounding and they can play in their home stadium. But I still have the main issue there. Oh, sorry, the Chase Center. Sorry, Oracle. My bad. But looking at the Warriors here, you have a matchup against Indiana. Indiana's been very underrated this season. And I'm a huge fan of this Indiana team. They're 6-2. and two. Malcolm Brogdon has kicked his game to another gear. Averaging 23.6 points per game, shooting over 51% from the floor. DeMonte Sabonis has been great as well. This Indiana team is really good. Oladipo's definitely looked close to how he looked before he got injured a couple years ago. But you have three guys averaging at least 20 points per game. Uh, Sabonis also averaging 11.4 rebounds and 6.4 assists. He'll be an all-star. Really just a three-headed monster there. And TJ Warren's also been injured. So this Indiana team could be a serious dark horse candidate to make some noise in the Eastern Conference during the playoffs. But looking at this matchup here, I love Indiana in this spot against Golden State. Golden State has issues when it comes to uh, just defense, and Indiana has three guys who can easily light up a stat sheet. Plus, offensively, I've already talked about it, I want to talk a broken record. Besides Curry, I don't really think Golden State has a reliable number two option, and that'll lead to a ton of problems for Golden State. And I think that even though... Golden State is the home team for this matchup. I do think that Indiana, who's currently undefeated on the road this season, will be able to take care of business. So just a quick recap once again of my thoughts for the weekend and the upcoming week preview for Golden State. I think they're going to lose their next game to the Clippers on Friday, and they're going to beat Toronto, and I think they're going to lose to Indiana. Other than that, though, that's been the installment of the Bed and Barrier podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.